Dean Leggy and Matt DeBerry here going to wrap up George's, uh, I don't know how to call it anything other than successful signing day 2019. It looks, Matt, like, and it depends on where you go, but they will either have the number one or number two class in the country. I think it's pretty, pretty uh, factual to say they have the consensus number two class in the country behind Alabama, but really skipping the, um, the class just for a moment, Today really was about uh, George Pickens uh, flipping from, well, flipping, uh, picking Georgia over Auburn, a school that it sure did look like for a long time he was going to go to. No one saw it coming. Yeah, I know. I definitely didn't see it coming. You can call it a flip. I mean, he was committed to Auburn for a long time, and you know, my sources kept telling me that Auburn would be the pick, and he was not a big media-friendly guy, so information to get from George Pickens or anyone from that camp is pretty tough. But, you know, I went into this signing day thinking that he was going to sign with Auburn. And I think most people felt the same way. But this is a major pickup for Georgia. Obviously, they wanted another wide receiver in this class, especially after missing out on Jaden Hazelwood to Oklahoma. They went out and they made him a priority. And he's definitely one of the top receivers in the country. He yeah, you compare him with Dominic Blaylock and Micaiah Tong. I mean, this is a really, really good group of receivers. And, you know, whether it's December or February, Kirby Smart closes as well as anyone in the country and has closed better than every other coach in the country the past two years, both the early signing period and in February. So um, it was a really good signing day in December. Uh, they got Nakobe Dean, Dwan Mathis flip from Ohio State. And they had put together a really, really good class. But what they did today, uh, again, the cherry on top, five-star wide receiver George Pickens from Alabama yeah. heading to Georgia. That's a big deal. Dean, they got the top two kids from the state of Alabama, both five-stars. I mean, they really, really did a good job in this class going across the country. They didn't stay in Georgia very much. You know, They went out and got their guys. And Pickens is a really, really big deal and probably the biggest surprise here on the signing day. You mean nationally? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, th I think so. I mean, he's, he's certainly a top 50 player. Some people would say he's a top 30 player, a five-star guy. Um, after a while, I sort of run out of adjectives to describe the situation at Georgia as it relates to recruiting. They also picked up uh, tight end Brett Seether uh, from um, Tampa Bay, Clearwater area. They, they had to have a tight end. I mean, it looks like they constantly have answers. I mean, you you, you lose out on Jaden Hazelwood to Oklahoma, a school that you'll only play in the playoffs. Um, it's like it doesn't matter. I, I'm not sure that George Pickens isn't right on top of what Jaden was just watching the film. I, I was very impressed with Jaden. Jaden's a good player. But, hey, but Pickens, hey, Jaden's – go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I was going to say I think Jaden is a little more explosive – and a little faster. Pickens is more of a big-bodied receiver, a little more physical, but they are both really, really good. But yet, I mean, the tight end, Brett Seether, uh, that was big, too. A lot of people thought he might be leaning towards Alabama at the end, um, losing Luke Ford, Isaac Nada. I mean, they definitely needed another tight end in this class, and they went out, made a late push for him, and was able to get him. So, Really, really good job by George. A lot of people coming in thought it'd be Brett Sither or nobody, or if Sither went to Alabama, George would lay a big goose egg today, and the opposite happened. But, you know, they always have – I mean, at what stage have they not had an answer on these signing days? Whether you're talking about uh, 20 uh, – okay, 
it was a 2017 December signing day, and they pull Cade Mays and um, and Brent Cox, or the 2018 February signing day where they essentially run the board. Today, you know, with I mean, picking up Sider alone for the de- de- depth in the in the program at, at a position where those guys have to play a lot because of special teams. I mean, Brett Sider is going to play next year right away. It might not he's, be a, a ton, but he will play. He's lean, too. I mean, he's yeah. a guy who can really catch some passes and make a difference uh, in the pass game. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, as you said, really, really good class. They picked up these guys. I think they would have liked to have one of the elite running backs. Oh, I don't want to yeah. say they settled, but you know they didn't get Trey Sanders, who people thought they were going to get. They had John Emery committed, so... I mean, if, if we're being nitpicky, you can look at the running back spot. But overall, this is a very, very good class. And Kenny McIntosh, if, you know, he's a bruising back. He can take some carries. He's a big guy. So, you know, just adding him alone is not the end of the world. And it sets them up to go get two really good, good running backs, two of the best in 2020. So it kind of sets George up nicely there. But, I mean, what they did on defense in this class was really oh, yeah. impressive. I mean, I don't think any – team in the country brought in the linebackers that Georgia did in 2019. Well, if, you, if, you, if you look at this class defensively, uh, they every all but two kids that they have are um, top 300 players. And, and a slew of them, just by my count roughly here, eight of them are top 100 players. So, I mean, they loaded up on that side of the ball. I mean, it, it 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 was a concern this year, and then you saw Jordan Davis do what he did. They they will have to replace Jonathan Ledbetter. You know, they will have to replace DeAndre Walker. They will have to replace guys who were steady, solid contributors, particularly Ledbetter, over a period of time. Well, it doesn't look like that's going to be a problem. Um, you know, no, it doesn't. Um, in, in this class, when you just talk about Nolan Smith and Trayvon Walker alone. Just those two players will play next year. Nicobe Dean, you add on top of that. Tyreek Stevenson, uh, I just... Jermaine Johnson is supposed to play a, a Jermaine Johnson kid. will certainly play. The question is how high should the expectations be for him? And then the other thing to not gloss over is in, in this century, no other program besides Alabama has signed the top two players from Alabama until today. That's big. That's big. That, That's a really Auburn nice Auburn has stat. never done that. Tennessee in its heyday didn't do that. It just – so Florida, I mean, Alabama every year doesn't sign the top two players from Alabama. And, you know, you can't get involved or in love with just one player. This, this, this group on the whole is a, either the number one or two class in the country. I do think Alabama's class is slightly better. I mean, if you had um, if you had the running back in Florida, uh, whose name suddenly escapes me, that I went to go see Trey Sanders. If you had Sanders in this class, it would be the number one class. But they don't, and you can only get so bogged down in are they number one or number two. I mean, the last two seasons, Georgia and Alabama have been number one and number two, and you should see over time uh, that those two will consistently play in the playoffs and. Uh, you know, it's going to add up to Ohio State that they didn't get a top 10 class. If Florida doesn't get in the top 10, that will hurt them. Tennessee, you know, Clemson's path is so, you know, simple 
that they can get away with that. You can't get away with that in the SEC. We've seen that for years with Mark Richt and them. So Georgia and Bama have certainly separated themselves nationally, uh, and, and they've separated themselves in the, in the conference. LSU did have a good day, and so did Texas A&M. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't want to nitpick on this class. I do think Georgia would have liked to have taken one more defensive back, especially seeing the way or how many Kirby uses. He's tons of defensive backs, especially uh, in certain situations. So I think they would have liked to take another one, but uh, they got three guys in the secondary that are big, physical guys. Um, Lewis Sign, Tyreek Stevenson, yeah. DJ Daniel. But the defensive line, they really stepped up. And at the linebacker spot, they really added a lot of talent uh, on those two positions. So, again, really, really good signing day uh, for Georgia. The day in general was great. Number two class in the country, it looks like. A uh, lot to be excited about uh, if you're a Georgia fan. Uh, I, just, I do want to count just real quick. So they have nine top 100 players right now in this class. And then, ne- and then they added two, four... And there will be 11 remaining from the, uh, the class of 2018. So you're talking about 20 top 100 guys in, their, um, in these last two classes. I mean, to go along with Fromm, Swift, Thomas, uh, Wyatt, Grant, and LeCount from the 2017 um, class, which was, I believe, the number three class in the country. So, yeah. look... Everybody at Georgia is very good at figuring out how Georgia can't win the national championship. It's going to be tough for them to lose and get eliminated before the SEC championship from here on out. I'll say that. The, the, the path to the quarterfinals for Georgia is more complicated than the path to the semifinals for Clemson. But it... but. They should be in Atlanta more often, not in these next five years, for sure. Yeah, they they should. They you know Tennessee and Florida. They did bring in really nice classes. Again, it's not like this, and this is why Kirby was hired at Georgia to recruit and bring in this type of talent, and he's absolutely doing that. He um, a plus job uh, on the trail again. Number one class last year, number two this year. They're right there. They're knocking on the door, and these are the types of classes that win you championships. You've got to have this type of talent. That's why he was hired here, and uh, or I say here, but in Athens, and that's what he's doing. Well, Florida, Florida, the Gators involved still have a long way to go. God bless them. I mean, this. I don't mean this as a slight, but those two that this class that they brought in, these two classes, will help that they can beat Kentucky, and All right. I mean, South Carolina. Yeah, and stuff like that. Can they beat Georgia, Alabama, Clemson? I don't know. You know, I I, I don't know. I, it's I, doubtful, but... Right. It, it's sports, so anything can happen, but... Um, they are bringing in some talent. I do think uh, Pruitt is doing a really good job uh, over there, and they got their quarterback for 2020, so they, uh, they're not going to be knocking on the door hard, but they will make some noise in the East and become a better program in the next couple of years. Um, I think that's clear to say with the class they're bringing in now, but it's not the number two class. They're still going to have to have a lot of trouble uh, with this Georgia team, especially on defense. Georgia's defense is only going to get better and better. If you look at the defenders they brought in the last three years, and especially this one, I mean, they Georgia should be pretty dominant on defense the next few years. 
Go over to dogpost.com. We've got all the wrap-up for you uh, on the site. Matt, thanks for joining me today, and uh, we will see you next time on the radio.